Baylor football might just beat TCU on Saturday. Why? I, I don't I don't really exactly know, but that's what makes me more confident. This is Locked on Baylor. You are Locked on Baylor, your daily podcast on the Baylor Bears, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Welcome to Locked on Baylor. I am Drake Toll from Sports Illustrated's Inside the Bears, flying solo today. Yes, the company doesn't like me to do it, but I'm doing it today because I think, also, thank you for making Locked on Baylor your first listen every single day. I think that Baylor football might just beat TCU on Saturday. Now, I I know what you're thinking. How or why or what could possibly happen and who could get hurt if not the entire TCU football team for Baylor to win. And I think, I think that's almost the reason Baylor might win this game. Now, the first thing you're thinking, especially if you're a TCU fan listening to this, is like, what? That doesn't make any well, that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. But I want to take you back to a Baylor football team who knocked off the number one team in America in Kansas State to ruin their perfect season. I want to take you back to a Baylor football team who knocked off Oklahoma State to ruin their perfect season. I want to take you back to a Baylor football team. That's right. That knocked off Oklahoma in the year of our Lord 2021 to knock off their 9-0 and undefeated season. TCU comes into Waco on Saturday at 10-0. and Guess what TCU has to lose? Guess what they have to lose? Everything. TCU, everything to lose. Think about Baylor and TCU in Fort Worth last year. Had I been, let's change roles. Steven Simcox, who's worked in the Waco area a lot, host locked on TCU. A year ago today, Steven Simcox, before the Baylor TCU game, is probably saying something along these lines. Gary Patterson at that point in time had been fired. What did TCU have to play for? Absolutely nothing. What did Baylor have to play for? Gary Bohannon, Steve Aranda, it's Jalen Petrie and Terrell Bernard and everything in front of them. And we're still thinking about a college football playoff. And those hopes were completely crushed with the loss on the road to TCU. Why did TCU win that game? What did TCU do to win that game? Chandler Morris, yes. Could you see a Kyron Jones becomes Chandler Morris this weekend? It's not impossible, although we're going to get into that. I don't think it'll happen. But that is so much of what we have set up in front of us for this weekend. Baylor, what is the difference in? Eight and four, which they would finish. You beat TCU, beat Texas, you're eight and four, and seven and five. Moreover, what's the difference in eight and four and six and six? There is, there's nothing left. I can tell you, I can promise you, if I walked in the locker room today and said, hey, fellas, what's more prestigious playing in the Alamo Bowl, the Cheez It Bowl, the Texas Bowl, the Monarchy Car Care Bowl, the Cactus Bowl? They wouldn't know that two of those bowls no longer exist. And the other three, I can guarantee you, most of the players couldn't care less about which of those is more more big, which of those is bigger than the other or has more prowess than the other. So these guys are not like, like there's just so little pressure. Fox's big noon kickoff is coming, which, by the way, I think is the stupidest thing in the world. I hope to one day work for Fox Sports, I'm sure. But I do think that they're only coming for TCU. They couldn't give a crap less about Baylor. And it, again, somehow gives me more confidence that Baylor's going to win this game. When I was like 9 or 10, my high school was like two wins and playing an undefeated team last game of the season. And this like network radio station picked up the game. And lo and behold, our team won because we just couldn't care less. Like there was no pressure for the team. It's not supposed to win. And that's how Baylor can play on Saturday. Fox's big noon kickoffs coming to town. And they're probably going to bring Dave Aranda on set. And he's going to be like, I 
or six and four? Why are you here? Moreover, Gus Johnson and Joel Klatt, the best part of Fox's big noon kickoff, not coming to Waco. They're actually going to cover the Rose Bowl uh, or they're going to Pasadena at the Rose Bowl to cover UCLA this weekend. So, like, that's what, what kind of Fox's big noon kickoff is it without Gus Johnson? Neither here nor there. That adds it. That, add, that adds to it to me. That gives Baylor a chance to win this game. That they don't have anything to lose whatsoever. And that, that it's 11 a.m. It's going to be freaking cold. No one's going to be there, by the way. Baylor fans, you're all great. I really do think you you killed it on Saturday, but so few people are going to beat this TCU game, mostly because it's 11 a.m., so you're Dallas, you're Houston, you're, even your Austin alumni probably aren't going to make the trek up, especially as cold as it's going to be. If you have kids, you can't really do that, too. I'm going to give you an excuse on this one. Most of the students have probably gone home for Thanksgiving by Saturday. A lot of them are done on Thursday or Friday or even Saturday, and they want to get back, and Baylor's only 6-4 and four at football, so why would they stay for the game? The crowd's just not going to be great. But again... That almost adds the reason that Baylor's going to win this game because it wouldn't make any sense. If you're and if you're a TCU fan, namely if you're Barstool TCU, which by the way, I understand that Barstool TCU is has been all over my content over the course of the last couple of months. Hey guys, thanks for listening. I'm glad you're so tuned into a Baylor show. Uh, also, you're like a college student. I'm a college student. Like We can still be friends here. Stop taking things so seriously. That's the fun aside for Barstool TCU, wherever you are out there. Uh, other reasons that Baylor could win this game, and less so just like, oh, the host says he kind of feels that way. ESPN right now, I can't help but laugh because it's so, I, I feel so comfortable and nonchalant saying that Baylor could win because the consequences of them, of them losing are zero. Absolutely zero. And that's probably how the team feels too, I hope. Right now, ESPN's FPI predictor has Baylor at a 49% chance of victory. Outright victory. Not even to cover, not even to get within a touchdown. Not even to get within 10. That is 49% chance to win the game against TCU on Saturday. Uh, the spread currently is TCU minus three. It opened at minus two. So obviously, you know, a lot of betters are, are jumping out there and trying to get on the TCU, right? Because it just it just makes sense. 10-0 and 0 TCU against 6-4 and 4 Baylor. TCU is 8-1-1 one, and one against the spread. 8-1-1. One, and one. Insanity. So why not have that end this week? Why not have, this, have that end this week? It's a TCU squad that is putting up almost 500 yards per game. Max Duggan has become one of my favorite players in college football. My girlfriend goes to TCU, so I have given her crap for years now about how much I hate TCU and always will. Well, then Sonny Dykes comes along, the whole hypnotoad thing. And if you don't know about Max Duggan's story, basically it was a, a quarterback battle between him and Chandler Morris. Morris was the clear front runner, and Duggan told the coaching staff, I will not transfer. I will be the best water boy in TCU history, but I will not transfer. I, whatever you tell me to do, whatever role that I'm in, I'm going to do it to the best of my ability. How can I love a guy like that with that kind of mentality who's now thrown for 2,500 yards, 25 touchdowns, and two interceptions in a quarterback battle against Blake Shapin, who has 13 touchdowns, eight interceptions to 2,100 yards, and has thrown the ball six more times, by the way, has six more passing attempts. Like, Max Duggan, TCU should blow Baylor away. They also have Kendra Miller, who is at 1,100 rushing yards now on 174 carries, 13 touchdowns. Quentin Johnston, TCU is, is multifaceted. It's offense. It's defense. It's special teams. The TCU secondary, I love. I love the TCU secondary in the preseason. Had a couple of their guys, my all, all Big 12 preseason team. I'm an objective journalist. And they put that out on the field. So why, why is Baylor at a 49% chance to win, that it's a coin flip on Saturday. 
Why is Baylor within three points of the spread? Somebody out there knows something. Well, give it to me. Where is it? Where is it? I don't have a tinfoil hat, but I do have a hat formerly worn by Grant Taft, the winningest Baylor football coach in history. So this is my tinfoil hat today. Why is Baylor going to win against TCU? I don't exactly know. There's not a lot of tangible evidence that points toward yes. But the conspiracy that I have, Vegas knows something. ESPN knows something. These people aren't idiots that make this stuff. And if there's going to be a week, the TCU, who's so focused on the college football playoff, is going to lose, it's going to be this week. Granted, they're still going to the Big 12 championship. I would, I would like to see nothing more than TCU lose to Baylor because then, no matter what, TCU's out of the playoff. Like, one loss, USC is getting in. One loss, TCU is probably not getting in, and they likely lose to Kansas State in the Big 12 championship game or Baylor in the Big 12 championship game if the Bears went out and Kansas State loses out. Probably not going to happen, but it's on the table, at least. Uh, and there's an avenue where Texas Tech can make it in. That, that, is, that is it. I think that Baylor's got a shot this week, especially after the TCU basketball team lost Northwestern State. They don't want you to know that, but they lost Northwestern State at home the other day. Uh, that's what I want to get into next is Baylor basketball and their win against Northern Colorado last night and TCU's loss. But first, simply safe. If you thought about uh, securing your home with home security at all, but you've been putting it off for a while, right now, Locked On Baylor listeners can order the number one Simply Safe system for 50% off. The biggest offer of the year. With the holidays coming up, you want to save money. 50% off is a pretty darn good deal. Uh, right now, too, with the holidays, speaking of, crime rates skyrocket. That's My car got broken into. It wasn't the holidays, but now that it is the holidays, I'm scared my car's going to get broken into again. So right now, Simply Safe hooked up our house, a bunch of college kids. If college kids, us college kids, can have a home security system, you can too, whoever you are. You may be a college kid as well. Simply Safe was named the best home security system in 2022 by US and World News, three years in a row. And in an emergency, they've got HD cameras and all kinds of jazz. Check things out and make sure that if your home's actually being broken into, authorities are there. And if it's not, authorities aren't there. So 50% off right now, simplysafe.com slash locked on college. Simplysafe.com slash locked on college. There is no safe like Simply Safe. Baylor basketball is good. TCU basketball is not. Oh, Eddie Lampkin, I had a lot of faith in. Mike Miles, I had a lot of faith in. They lost 64 to 63 to, you guessed it, Northwestern State. That's not good. Um, if you are looking for TCU, what happened? This is it right here. Uh, that That is, I just can't, like, I can't fathom having a basketball team on my campus that loses to teams like Northwestern State. Baylor has never and would never, not in my tenure, at least, the university. Instead, on the same night TCU lost at home. By the way, we're going to hear from Scott Drew in the third segment. And one of my favorite questions was our own Cam Stewart asks him uh, or tells him that TCU beat, TCU lost Northwestern State. And Scott's eyes get this big, huge. And he goes, TCU lost to who? He said, Northwestern State. At home? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> wow was Scott Drew's response because wow Baylor on the other hand took care of business 95 to 62 usually you know I, I, I'm gonna rip back the curtain and tell you that I don't like talking about these games very much because they're just these big blowouts before Baylor goes to play West Virginia or go to, goes to play Virginia in Las Vegas this weekend and these games just like shouldn't really matter to the fan you probably didn't even watch the game last night but I, I want to pick apart some of the stats from this game because I don't know if I've been able to fathom the depth of this Baylor roster. Keontae George didn't have his best night either. Four for 12 from the field, one for six from three. He did pull down seven boards and six assists and two steals. That's really good, but not his best scoring night. Instead, LJ Cryer, who at one point this season 
was five, five, six, six for 23, six for 23 from behind the arc, cleaned things up. He went four for nine for three last night, had four rebounds, two assists, and a steal. Adam Flagler goes double-double, 13 points, 10 assists. 10 assists for a guy who's usually your leading scorer, and he had three steals to add to it. The defense was insane. 15 steals last night. 15 steals. Mostly led by a guy that I don't think enough of us are talking about right now in Dale Bonner. Dale Bonner's stat line featured five for six shooting. No three-pointers, by the way. Didn't need it. Had a couple of dunks, too. 12 points. He got four boards, four assists, and six steals. Dale Bonner has become what Adam Flagler was during the national championship run. Come off the bench and just be a plus guy. He's never, you're never going to be like, oh, you know, it's look, the only guy in the negative is Dale Bonner. He's always going to be in the plus. Reminds me a lot to Devontae Bandu, but not young Devontae Bandu, instead senior year Devontae Bandu, who helped lead that 2019-2020 team to what could have been a national title or Final Four run. Dale Bonner is going to bring that for you on the floor, and I think... I think having that kind of depth, especially the guard spot, is going to behoove Baylor when the bigs are playing as well as they are defensively. Flo Thamba is still struggling with free throws. You've probably heard the Scott Drew bite from this past weekend. Uh, we asked him, Scott, you know, free throws weren't great. And he's like, well, yeah, take Flo Thamba out. They're not too bad. Flo's had a lot of struggles there, still having struggles in the line, two for five on free throws, but played well defensively, big inside, had four boards. But again, Keontae George's seven were pretty, pretty key, but other big guys helping him out. Caleb Lohner. 10 rebounds in last night's game. 10 rebounds in the game. Uh, also had two steals as well. So add into that category. Joshua Ojanwuna had an unbelievable alley-oop dunk. He continues to foul people. Uh, Joshua Ojanwuna has fouled me twice this season. He, he's a foul machine. Had four again last night. He goes four, three, and four over the course of the first three games this season. But grabbed a couple of boards. Jalen Bridges really like what he's added to the floor. Jalen Bridges can shoot, too. Uh, he was one for five shooting threes last night, but still that one is pretty darn good for a forward. He's not quite Matthew Meyer and probably in a good way. I have said, and I, I don't know if I've said it on this podcast either, but I've said to at least people, this team lacks a Matthew Meyer and this team lacks James Akinjo. And I, I truly do believe those two guys play great roles at Baylor and will always be great Baylor Bears. But from a from a me standpoint, from a team standpoint, from a chemistry standpoint and everything, I, I think it's for the better that you have this team that has a dichotomy of old and young uh, and the old guys having mostly been guys who've been in the program for a long time. That helps you a lot. They can help the new guys really come up and, and blossom. So, and Meyer's a guy that transferred, you know? So if you, like I, all I've got some nice stuff to say about him, but also he transferred. So I don't have to continue to sing any praises about Matthew Meyer. Those two guys being gone for the team, I think has, has helped chemistry and you're seeing the young guys step up and play really comfortably. Joshua Ojanwuna, who's still kind of uncoordinated and figuring things out is another example of that. Uh, some of the the overall stats in the game as well last night are, are pretty legit. For the Bears, shooting 53% is certainly that will play. Uh, not bad at all. 37 for 70 from the field. 10 for 31 from behind the arc. They didn't take as many three-pointers in last night's game, which was good. Forcing 24 turnovers is big as well. Only turning the ball over 10 times themselves. Having 28 points off turnovers to four. 28 to four, they won in that category is big. 29 bench points for Baylor. 12 from Northern Colorado. And then here was the big stat. Somewhere that Baylor wasn't really, uh, they lost the point in the paint, points in the paint battle, Norfolk State. So you're wondering, all right, well, you know, are they going to do better there? They did. 52 to 18. 
52 to 18 points in the paint against Northern Colorado. So that has certainly been cleaned up. And the Baylor basketball team, I, I do believe, has the depth and enough keys you could piece together that they will be a legitimate contender in the NCAA tournament. And you're going to see that against Virginia on Friday in their first real big test, that one in Las Vegas. Also, congratulations to Scott Drew. He's going to talk about it in a second on 400 wins at Baylor University. 400 wins. Guy's been here a long time. It took him like seven and a half years to win his first 100 games and then like three and a half years to win his last 300 to 400 uh, to win that 100 game, 100 game stretch. So trajectory, Scott Drew, evolution. Congratulations. Just like you are watching at Baylor University, one of the greatest NCAA men's basketball coaches of all time. Truly, he is going to have that moniker by the time he retires. And his retirement is a long, long way away. Speaking of retirement, at betonline.net right now, you can probably bet on the odds of me retiring from Locked On Baylor. They are zero. They'd be like plus a billion. Uh, but you can go bet it, I bet, at betonline.net. I did not win a lot of money this weekend because the Cowboys and the Bears lost. I put a good lump sum on the Baylor Bears, who are fighting, and the Dallas Cowboys, who I'm a fan of now. But luckily, the Spurs have been playing pretty good basketball, so I can win some back via Bet Online and wagering at Bet Online College basketball, college football. It is all right there, even esports at betonline.net. If you love sports podcasts, they're also there as well. Get your betting fix and go there today. It is where the game starts at betonline.net. Now, Scott Drew, take it away. <laughs> Appreciate it. Uh, first, uh, uh... Uh, I've been very blessed. Uh, God's given us uh, great players, uh, great coaches, um, great administration, uh, great fans. And Baylor family, when, when they say uh, uh, 400, that's a team award, team honor. And uh, everybody is to be congratulated any time a team wins. But what you love as a coach is you love when uh, people, players, coaches are happy for others. And our guys really uh, uh, cherish each other. And um, that is special because um, – Nowadays, it's harder and harder to find uh, uh, teams and, and uh, uh, players that, that really get excited when their team does something well. And Caleb had 10 rebounds. Guys were fired up about that. Dale had two dunks. Guys were excited about that. Coach Nunes is his first scout uh, and got a win. Guys were excited about that. So a lot of great things. Uh, I'm excited for a warm shower when I get back. The only thing I probably felt bad for was uh, uh, my nephew. Uh, I think he was pressing a little bit tonight. So uh, uh, anyway, um, but proud of how he's uh, and the player he's become. Caleb, uh, Caleb Shaw, if you didn't know, coming in the game, I think it was six for ten from three and uh, top three. He was tied with uh, two others as their winning scorer. So good player. Scott, when you came here 20 years ago, Yeah, I really wasn't thinking about 400. <laughs> we were just trying to get a full team of scholarship guys and, and, and compete. But, uh, uh, again, I think that's what makes uh, Waco so special and the Baylor family so special. Uh, people come here and um, uh, they're treated so kindly and warm. I mean, all my kids are born here. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's a tough place uh, uh, to leave uh, because of the way that the uh, family atmosphere and the people are in Waco. Uh, <laughs> it was closer in this game. <laughs> so uh, uh was really proud of the guys for uh, that win. And I think we had a couple of guys probably play 38 or 39 minutes. And uh, they were probably 
between cramp and we're excited to get the win. So, uh, again, different times, full roster depth. Uh, we don't have to we don't have to have four or five IVs or three IVs after each game now. <laughs> The guys really uh, like one another. They really get along, cheer for each other, and 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 it, early in the year it's tough too, as you're getting roles established and um, people all have expectations. They all want to play, um, but this group really supports one another. Is excited for one another, uh, and that's great to see. And you love that as a coach. Yeah, I, uh, with 363 teams, I mean, there there's so much parity. I mean, every night you, you look, and Arizona State the other night uh, uh, lost to Texas Southern. I mean, there's just upsets every night. And uh, uh, when to win consistently, a couple stats that I really love about our program is since 2008, only us in Kansas in the Power Five have won 18 or more. And I mean, there's so many good Power Five programs. So to do that uh, is that is elite. And uh, if you look at uh, postseason wins, uh, if you look at uh, uh, last three years winning as Power Five program, I mean, a lot of things. Not just in the last three years, but going back to 2008, 2010, uh, 2012. So uh, everybody's contributed. Takes a team to win, and uh, truly, that's what that's what we've had. All the past guys that continue to come back. I mean, Jeremy, so on, and Mark Vidal were here this weekend. So, uh, uh, I mean, those guys, it, it's great when they come back. Don't know if you know, but TCU lost tonight as well. Who'd they lose to? At home? Yeah. Wow. Not good for the Big 12, but it just shows you the parody. I mean, that's every night. Well, well, we see it every day in practice. I mean, it's when he misses that you're like, really? And uh, uh, excited for him because he works so hard. Uh, I thought his defense today was really good. I thought uh, uh, he, he's capable of being a, a very good defender, and he's doing that more and more, which is what we need. So um, that's really helpful. Uh, he, the other thing is this time of year a lot of people are under the weather. He's been under the weather and um, appreciate his toughness in playing, and he's feeling better now. I know I feel better when the ball goes in the hole. Scott, you like what Dale is giving you in that rotation? I mean, he just I mean, he had six deals. Yeah, I mean, Dale is uh, uh, somebody that last year we thought would be a year that he would spend uh, developing, and he was able to help us win last year, and uh, he's taken another step forward, uh, and, and Dale's a tremendous player, and Dale helps you in so many different ways. Uh there's not a better ball mover in the country. We call him Mr. Point Five. I mean, he gets to the paint and moves it. Appreciate you guys. That was Scott Drew talking about his 400th victory 
at Baylor and a 95 to 62 win over Northern Colorado. Big for those guys and big for locked on Baylor. You know, when the Bears win, things go well for the show. And looking at the outlook of this week with the TCU game on Saturday, we'll be breaking that down and doing extensive previews on Baylor, Virginia, and then maybe even Baylor and Illinois playing on Saturday. Matthew Meyer against his old squad. So all of that and more of the course of the rest of the week. It's the busiest time of year in sports and men's, women's basketball and football going on. All of that. Don't want to miss it. Keep on coming back. And thank you for making it your first listen every single day at Locked On Baylor.